our title is Bringing the Light of Yom Kippur into the rest of the year. Now, it's, of course, starting with the uh, good assumption, which I hope is valid, that uh, we're able to see some light on Yom Kippur and gain some clarity. Um, if anybody disagrees with that assumption, you're, you're welcome to share that anytime. Uh, but my, my good hope is that uh, Yom Kippur is a time where it could often be a time that we really see things in a much more truthful light. We're, we're freed from a lot of other occupations during the course of the day. Of course, we're focused on a lot on ourselves, focus a lot on Hashem, focus a lot on Jewish people. And it's culminating with Hashem Hu Elohim seven times over. A very powerful declaration after Avinu Malkeinu. So if we are focusing on um, some very good and inspiring ideas, Hashem's readiness and desire to accept our tshuva, Hashem's love for the Jewish people, Ben Yoni compares uh like a son who's coming back to a father. Of course, there are other good sources for that. Of course, he's, he's gladly receiving him. And as we know from Chazal, that's a person through tshuva can come even closer to Hashem. The Rambam says it's specifically because the uh, previous mistakes uh, may make it harder that now when a person is able to stay on the, the right path, that it's a greater accomplishment. So he's closer to Hashem. And uh, Sefer Talmud focuses on this very much, you know, by an ordinary human being, uh, even if there would be a good rapprochement uh, coming back together, it would not be expected to be equal to before. With Hashem, it's, it's as if nothing ever happened. Imagine if there would be one day a year in the human relationship where you could get together and you could speak out and really own the places where you didn't do your part properly or you were maybe insensitive and not really there for the other person and commit yourself sincerely to be better in the future and they would take all that in and it would become as if nothing ever happened at all before. Totally removable, no residue whatsoever. That would be amazing. With Hashem, it's beyond that. You come even closer. And even beyond that, the person does chupa from the best good motivation, like even the mitzvah came beloved. Then the mitzvahs are transformed, and the verse are transformed into mitzvahs. So imagine if you made up with a person and they say to, to you, Well, everything that you, that you did to hurt me, I now consider like you did me a favor and you gave me a wonderful presence. <laughs> we, would, we wouldn't like you to know, really be able to feel there, maybe, you know, totally okay. But Hashem, in His love and His kindness, says everything is transformed, not, not just removed. But it can be transformed into a positive. Whatever the pshat that is. So if we have a moment of clarity of such closeness and a clarity of what our life is really all about. 
So, of course, we would want very much that this could be maintained. And yet somehow uh, we find that it gets like boxed in. It's like there's a place, shul, Yom Kippur, and that kind of clarity uh, that we feel and the inspiration that we feel becomes like fixed in that area. And it doesn't carry over. So, I don't mean to say that um, there's no carryover. I think we do believe, essentially, that there could be definitely some lasting impression, even if it's not perceptible. Because there are good experiences in life that can have a good impact on us, and maybe it could take a while till it finally cracks the room to become really visible. Like in the, in the, in the case of the uh, with the water on the rock and the water is dripping on the rock, you really can't tell when it's about to crack through. Or it's possible, certainly in our life situation, that we wouldn't know when we're getting close to uh, really making a real change in, our, in ourselves. So we shouldn't um, like assume that there is no carryover. But I don't think I'm the only one who has this uh, real sincere wish that we could somehow carry over more from Yom Kippur into the rest of the year than just something at a very somewhere deep psych subconscious level. I think it's a valid wish that that kind of clarity that we may gain should somehow be able to be maintained. And uh, that's the question of, is there a way? Is there anything that is available to us to help make that sort of transposition from Yom Kippur into the year? What do you say, Boy Say? Is this um, is this a valid hope? Is this a valid goal? <laughs> okay, Moshe, talk to me. Why not? If it wasn't valid, if it was a valid goal, then we wouldn't have Yom Kippur. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? No, I mean obviously there's gonna be. I, you're right. I, obviously, you're not, you know, saying is it possible to have like a perfect year or a, a year where at the end, you know, next Yom Kippur, we see like, hey, I uh, accomplished everything. <laughs> right. No, I'm, I'm not suggesting that we can freeze Yom Kippur with all of that. Certainly not. We cannot freeze the emotional state, even if it's a best good nature. We can't expect to freeze the emotional state. That's whatever peak good feeling that we might experience you know of course we cannot freeze that but um and we cannot expect to maintain the fullness of the clarity but my feeling my sense is that it's like once we keep us over it's like gone like barco and it's goodbye <laughs> am i am i wrong about this like there could be there could be i make a plan i i have a plan i have a commitment what can last in Yom Kippur typically is 
okay, I tried to figure out some area where I could try to be better. And then I try to maintain it based on sort of honesty to myself. But it's not coming from the same kind of understanding that I had in Yom Kippur. It's just like I made this plan to do this and I, and I trust my initial decision. And I think it would really be much better if somehow would not sort of like be like, you know what I mean by like boxed in? Like this is the place where we experience this. This is the place. Shul Yom Kippur is where we have clarity. Shul Yom Kippur is where we're really spiritual. Shul Yom Kippur is where we know Hashem. But then we go back to the real world. And we, we make this kind of a division. That that's the place of truth. And the rest of life is just normal life. You know, then I'm a regular guy. Here, I can really be good. I can really feel Hashem's love. I can really be close to Hashem. I can really know what life is for. I can really know that a lot of things are just nonsense. But then I don't expect it to carry over. And I don't have any real means of carrying it over. Shalom Aleichem Great to see you. So this is I the know, I don't know if anyone relates to this, but there's also like a feeling of I don't know if it's only Yom Kippur, but it could be Yom Tovim in general, maybe Shabbos. And it's not necessarily specifically um, specifically a closeness with Hashem. It could be just an overall spiritual elevation or closeness with the Jewish people or even yourself. That like when a, when a Yom Tif ends, Yom Kippur ends, there's a feeling of loneliness. It's like, I felt this certain togetherness when I was going through Yontif, even if there's like elements of Yontif, Yontif physically uncomfortable, whether it's like, oh, I want to use my phone when I want to be working or, you know, it's too much time with the kids. It could be a host, too, the davening's too long or I'm fasting. But then, but there's also something of a spiritual connection that you have. And then when it's over, you could feel like bereft of it or, um, that something, some element of connectedness is missing. Some form of loneliness settles in. So that also um, warrants very much that we should try to find a way to sort of make the connection between those times, Yom Tif, I mean, good occasions of Shabbos, any good, real good spiritual experience with the rest of quote unquote regular daily life. There's a piece in a Volbi on his Sefer Mori Meharotzon where he talks about of the day after Yom Kippur, like a spaceship re entering the atmosphere, which is a very dangerous time. Simak is almost like a, a, uh, a concern that the height itself that was reached could be a cause for something detrimental to a person. Doesn't really explain it too much. All he, all he talks about is like the friction of re entering the atmosphere. But my guess about that is that we could almost see ourselves as a contradiction to what we understood on Yom Kippur. Like, then I saw this certain way. And now it just doesn't seem to be part of my 
part of me, part of my life. So then maybe that wasn't real or I, I don't really hold like that. I'm not living like that. And to see ourselves as like having to reject it, which of course would not be good. That would be very detrimental to a person. I think it sort of fits in the category of the general principle that we usually advocate of going very much step by step. And Gruar Mishle stresses this very much that we have to go step by step in working on Amidos and also on Torah Mitzvah, he says. And but then there are other occasions where we can sort of like shoot up for, for a moment or two. So then to come back down can be experienced as like I'm in conflict, I'm, I'm a contradiction to what I sort of thought I understood then or held by then. So then that can be very uncomfortable. It can be a cause to want to maybe reject it even in a certain sense, like, or not want to go there again because I'm just going to feel bad about myself. I'm not living like that all the time. So we really need a good plan of how to um, integrate the, the very good experience that we might have on Yom Kippur or other times of the year with the rest of our daily life. And uh, any suggestion about this is very much welcome, of course. Can I make a, can I, can I be more another potential uh, reason why it might be challenging? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I feel like even if a person is committed to take the momentum that he had from, take, you know, the momentum that he had from Kippur and try to carry it on for at least, let's say, another day, another another two, three, four, like, even if you notice, like, the Maariv, it's like right after Matshim Kippur is a lot, it's a lot faster, it's a lot, people just go into their, it's like the people around you, like the, People are less, let's say, let's say less makbid on Lashonara and less makbid on Davide, maybe with more kavana. It's like, it's hard to keep the momentum when everyone around you is like, oh, Yom Kippur's over, it's time to go back to regular life. Like, it's not even, it's not even your own, but like, so you have to make sure when Yom Kippur, everyone, everyone around you has a certain mindset. And then when it's over, everyone around you is like, okay, it's recess again, you know? Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yes, that, that definitely um, will make things much harder. Yeah, it's going to be lonely in more ways than one. <laughs> well, maybe maybe I'll take care of some of the loneliness, but I'll have a different kind of loneliness. Um, yeah, we have to be ready for that. So I had one thought. Maybe one or two thoughts. Um, that could maybe help a little bit. Even before we get there, though, tell me, everybody, say, how do you look at the long, elaborate, very detailed vidui that we say in Yom Kippur? Are you experiencing essentially like um, all kinds of ways that I'm bad? Or Rabbi Goldman described it as so many opportunities that we have. Is there a way to look at it in essentially 
a, a good, positive way. Now, one that could apply even during the year, where it would be sort of, you know, a good idea to pull out the vidui and look through it and see how do I match up with all the things that are being described here. I would say something, uh, I don't know if it's in between or none of the above. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> it's kind of like a similar feeling to like, you know, I, I, I was like playing tennis today and like, let's say I make like a, I made like a dumb mistake. Like I know it's like I easily avoidable. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I just got like upset with myself. It's kind of, that was kind of the feeling I had maybe in parts of the video it's like, where it's like, this is so easily, not easily, but like, it's avoidable. Like what kind of like, what am I doing? Like, okay. Not, not, not like, uh, it's not like, not like self-disgust, but more like disappointment, frustration, more frustration. Right. Um, here's a question is it, is it possible to see in the vidui that is so detailed um, to get a glimpse of how significant are all our actions and all our all our words and all our thoughts that's they are, they are worthy of Hashem's attention Hashem's awareness of our taking stock of them of our wanting to be the best we can be in every every way with regarding so many different life situations and so such detail. Like, wow, look what there is for me to accomplish. Look what matters. Look how everything in my life is it's important. It's, it's, it's worthy of coming before Hashem and, 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 and being... And being noticed and being judged and being being examined and being, being evaluated and, and being addressed and being fixed up, whatever it might be. It's like it's almost like 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 opening up. Like there can be some things about it that's we're basically basically okay, but then we can notice, oh, but there's a place where I could be better in this in this area. I could do better. I could. I could, it's not out of my reach. It's not unreasonable for me to hope for myself to be a little stronger, be a little, a little um, nobler, <laughs> finer, smarter, closer to Hashem. Like, it's like getting a sense of like everything that I say and I do really is important. It's really chashem. You know, we say that's a very general concept. But that's that's my all the all these details are important. These are all comprising the definition of a person. This is what the life of a, a true a true Jew is supposed to be, filled with success in all these areas. Okay, I still I have to be patient with myself. I have to know, yes, it's 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 a good road. There's a lot of work that needs to be done. You can't try to, you know, grab it and be be just, you know, frantic. But like whatever good accomplishment I will I can make, 
is really valuable. It's, it's great. It's meaningful. So we could almost like take out the video and use it as a checklist or as an inventory, as a as a means of like self-discovery. Wow, there's something here that I can accomplish something good in. I can grow in. Something here I can grow in. Of course, it has to be on the, on the good foundation. That's is all part of our bringing about Hashem's plan of chesed. So that was one, one thought that I had. Almost like not to put away the vidui. We, if we hold on to it, so that we have some kind of a, of a connection. Of course, it helps if we were saying the vidui in a good kind of way to begin with. Just trying to see in ourselves. Okay, where can I have been better? Where can I be better in the future? What can I discover within myself that could be could be done better and be really valuable? I had another thought. It's almost like imagining ourselves in the shul, on Yom Kippur, and that typical daily challenge, that's not daily, but common, the life challenges that come to us quite often, comes to me in your, on Yom Kippur. Of course, there can be the element like, you know, I don't want to be a blatant contradiction. Here I'm in the shul, davening all day. But... Could it, would it be possible? Can we envision for ourselves that in that environment, that clarity, we'd be able to know, we'd be able to make a good choice. When we're saying, Hashem Hu Elohim, and we know what our life is for, and we know what Hashem wants to give to us, we would, we would be able to choose a, a proper good choice when that challenge comes to us. We would not shut down our good intellect, our good reasoning, our good capacity for truth, and just go with the flow. We would, we would be clear enough about what is true, what is good, and what is real. And when the HR would come to us, you would say, "I see where you're coming from, but no thanks, thanks, but no thanks." We'd have the clarity to receive the challenge, and know what to choose. It's certainly a Kalvachomer from accepting anything from Hashem up to the point of Messias Nefesh. But even without that extreme level, which is, is part of our life as a Jew, just the clarity of knowing what is what am I in this world for is enough I'm able to know. When this challenge comes up, I can make a good choice. So we know what we would do if it would happen on your Kippur in that environment, in that mind, with that mindset. Can we transpose that in our minds into our regular daily life situations? Can we try to say to ourselves, well, you know, standing around the water cooler in the office is really not any different than in Shul on Yom Kippur. 
And for the truth on Yom Kippur, I would say to somebody who asked me about some episode or what somebody said or, or did, and I would say, I'm really sorry, can't go there now. <laughs> That's not something that I'm at liberty to discuss. Then we could make that same choice in the regular traffic of life. Because really all that's happening is that we let something within us shut out the intellect and the knowledge of truth and the good, the good clarity that's within us. And then you Kipper, that can't happen. So this is the question. Can we, can we make an overt transposition and try to envision not just what I would do, but why I would do it. Not just imagining myself being successful. That's also a good technique, you know? The batter imagines himself hitting the ball and it helps him to hit the ball. I don't just mean envisioning myself performing well. I mean, take this clarity, if we still remember it, that we had, or that we typically, hopefully have in Shul and Yom Kippur, and saying, okay, the life situation that's coming to me is not any different. And the reason for making the choice then is not any different than the choice I would make now when I know truth. And the Torah does show us that we have the capacity to sort of transpose one life situation to another. We can imagine our successes in our personal victories as being no different than when Hashem is saving us from Mitzrayim and carry for us in the Midbar. And we could see all this really one and the same. And we could see our life situation, any heavy traffic of life affair as essentially the same as when we're in Shul Yom Kippur. So maybe we can make a sort of advanced connection between those two. So that when it does come up, we'll be able to say, oh, I'm ready for this. I've already worked this out. I already played this out. I already saw this in light of the point of real clarity in my life. And I see it's nothing. I know it's nothing. I know it's a mirage. I know it's just an illusion. And really, we could say that about a lot of challenges that we have. If I'm Yom Kippur, we're able to gain the clarity of Hashem's relationship with us, Hashem's love to us, and our importance in His eyes, every individual and Kalashal as a whole. So then we could use that. We could say, today's not any different. And Yom Kippur. So it's almost like, like breaking the barrier. It's like a natural barrier of keeping Yom Kippur in a box. It might be even something to consider of trying to daven, maybe at least part of the davening once a week. Not with all the emotion of Yom Kippur, but with the with the pace of Yom Kippur. With the calm, you know, reflection of Yom Kippur, 
not with uh, intensity or anxiety, but with, oh, like I'm not busy now. I don't have to worry about anything else. This is the time to focus on what we're doing here. Just focus on what's in front of me right now. And now worry about how long it's taking. Maybe it won't take so long. It's also good. But to able to like clear, clear everything out and just be present. Like it's easier to accomplish on Yom Kippur where you know we're going to a different zone. And we're forgetting the rest of life, hopefully a little bit. We try to like have a like an anchor in our week that could be the place where, well, this is the same. I'm doing the same as I did on Yom Kippur and as I did on Rosh Hashanah. I'm trying to keep in touch with that clarity, with that, that feeling. Not to the same degree, of course, but some kind of a good connection with it. Oh, now I'm the same guy. I'm no different than I was then. So I could have that. I could, to maybe you know, a surprising degree, be that. We may not even know what could what could happen. It's too soon to know. I I just feel like the push and motivation to have a person has a young kipper like the like this like urge whatever people to have it to different levels like to urge to, to do the right thing and to want to connect like you just don't have that after young kipper so like like in a sense like I don't really. I don't. I don't really even want to make those decisions that I would have made. Yeah, on Yom Kippur I would have made those correct Bochabatov decisions. But like after Yom Kippur, I don't have the urge to to have such a, to have that clarity. Like okay, tell me uh, as best you could identify what is that urge coming from? On Yom Kippur, source, yeah, that's the source of that urge on Yom Kippur. What is at the core of that fundamental starting point of that urge in your experience? I don't know about the starting point, but it's the whole, this is like whatever, this is what like, this is the vote of the oh, day. Oh, that's everybody's doing. You're getting swept along with the crowd. Not, 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 not that the crowd is, no, not that I'm sorry that the crowd, but this is like what, maybe like this is what, this is what we're supposed to be doing today in a sense. Like we're supposed to be ignoring life. We're supposed <laughs> to be doing this. Like, You're saying the whole thing on Yom Kippur was just a largely almost contrived experience. This is what you're supposed to do on your Kippur. So I'm doing it only because I'm supposed to do it. And, and it might feel sincere, no. and it does feel sincere in the moment. But like it's sort of like this. Right. This is this is what. Right. It's that's, like a not, focus. That's, that's not what I'm talking about. That's not what I'm talking about. Which which is understandable how that could happen. I'm talking about a situation where a person comes into contact with truth. In a way that he's aware, not just pushing, not just doing what I'm supposed to do, what I need to do, what everyone is doing. It's something that I, I really know, as best that I could sense that I know something. That our life is here for a purpose, for a short time. There's something very great that can be accomplished. Very valuable, very beautiful, very meaningful, very long-lasting, very powerful. It's worth committing to it. It's worth preserving it. 
Hashem is taking us as his beloved nation. It's worth stepping up to that task. We can we can embrace it. That's no small that's no small undertaking. Undertake to be Hashem's true devoted nation. But it's a task that's worth undertaking. If I'm if I'm Rosh Hashanah Kippur, I can sense I want to be that. That's who I really want to be. I want to be the person who lives with the values that I really hold by. I want what I understand to be good also to match in my behavior. I want to be that person. Well, how will that be accomplished? Well, of course, I have to live it. I want to live it. So there could be in the best case scenario, real clarity on Yom Kippur that also won't carry over into the rest of the year because it's like limited in this like special place. Comes like Yom Kippur is a special place. The shul Yom Kippur is the place. We have to like try to like expand the expand that place. And my suggestion is to like try to like make a real mental connection. If if I know about myself that I don't really want to make that choice, just here in the shul, I'm going to make it. I'm kipper, of course, I'm going to do what's right. And of course, it won't be able to apply for the rest of the year. But if I could know about myself here today. Of course, I would choose the correct thing. I know what is good. I know what makes sense. I know what is fitting for me. I know what matches me. I know, I know what defines who I truly am, what I truly am. I want to be my true self. I want to be the one who is carrying out Hashem's loving plan. And I will also be the beneficiary of course that's what I want just other times I could very easily forget about that so I need to take those maybe even like common life situations and put them on the table right here if we didn't do it you know in the shul which is hard to do of course we're busy with the davening maybe we could do it while still you know still lingering a little bit Maybe we could take out the master and try to recreate what was going on there. Okay. If there was something good that was actually happening, then or something good could actually happen, if it ever does, then afterwards we could take the master out again and say, okay, <laughs> when the life situation comes, what do I want to choose? What do I hold by? What is this amount of clarity Dictating for me, for me, unto me, by me. Oh, okay. I will not answer the guy back. I will not put him down the way he sort of did towards me. I'll let it go. I'm not going to give him the gossip that he's asking for. 
not going to you know, follow the Eitzahara to places that I that I know are not good to go. And I'm not going to just like rush through my 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 my, my mitzvos as if it's something to get over with and get rid of. I'll I'll say about them. Oh, this is a gift. This is something meaningful. This is something powerful. This is something worth engaging in and trying to understand as best I could a little bit. If I can find a way. What do I feel about it on Yom Kippur? What can I be yotze and get out? Or how can I really use this? How can I really connect with it? How can this be meaningful to me? Okay. I can remember that kind of thought or feeling, then I could I could spread it. I could spread it. I could play it out. Maybe it's worth like trying to actually experiment for a moment. Can you actually try to think of a life, typically challenging life situation, which if it could possibly take place in Shul and Yom Kippur, what you would choose. And then see in your mind, can I envision that in real life and, and know what is what I really want to choose, not just what I'm supposed to. What do you say, boy? Said you have time to try to do that. <laughs> I think it will be worthwhile not just to talk about it, but to actually try to do that. Try to go back to Tim Kipper at your best point of clarity, and then envision with that point of clarity something that commonly takes place in life, and see for yourself what you would choose, and then try to transpose it into the up and coming life situation. So let's all try to do that for a few seconds. I definitely want to try to do it myself. I hope you'll join me. Okay, any reaction? <laughs> Did anybody sense anything? Anybody feel anything? Did anybody discover anything? I'll tell you what came to my mind as I was trying to do this. What we need is to really give value to what we accomplish 
in those life situations because they don't appear to be so spiritually significant. They aren't laden with an aura of spirituality. Making good choices in life situations, in relationships, in avoiding the Sahara, and giving attention to a mitzvah, whatever it might be, very often there's no glamour. So we sort of like, you don't really think it's any anything really so so, you know, great to be to be worth that much attention or that much good good effort. I'm not going to be you know become metzadik over making the right choice in an instant anyway. So I think that's the point where it would help a lot if we could give the real importance that those life situations deserve. Especially because any real choice that we make is very significant. So those situations that we could sense, oh, here's a place where I could actually be choosing to do the right thing. That's something very powerful. That's an action that's really integrates what we hold to be true into ourselves. And after enough times, it becomes sort of natural, becomes familiar, becomes almost like, like simple. And then you become ready for something a little bit higher, something even better which we maybe couldn't even envision at an earlier stage. That's real growth. But the real critical point is being able to maintain the contact with what we know to be true in the traffic of life where it's so easy to just shut that down and go with the flow. And the light of Yom Kippur is somebody that I think we could use a little bit. It's like we know we have, we have a reference point. I know then that I knew what's right and what's true and what's good. That's good for me. So I can use that. I can respect that. I can hold on to that. It really would be very worthwhile to find a situation that I'm struggling with right now and try to view it in that kind of a light where I'm not trying to force myself to do what's right, just trying to know what's right. What would I say on your Kipper about this? Was that, was that phony? Was that fake? Was that delusional? Was that just like getting hyped up? Or was that knowing truth? Okay, so then I know that I know truth. I, it's, it's not so easy, it's not so comfortable, it's just all kinds of complications. They need to be somehow managed. But I know what's right. I know the truth. It doesn't make me like some kind of super tzaddik. It's just doing what I know is really smart.
and that could be a way of uh, certainly avoiding the the uh, friction and the conflict against Yom Kippur, and maybe a, a good way of maintaining the clarity of Yom Kippur and deriving all the benefit from that clarity as it gets spread into life situations. So um, all I could do is encourage to take this experiment. Take the master back off the shelf, put it on your desk, and you know, make a plan of when to, when to open it, whether it's once a week, maybe once every two weeks. Look at it, see, oh, how can I use this? How can I grow with this? How can I discover new areas of good, good growth? With good clarity. Bring together the water cooler and the Yom Kippur. <laughs> I should have called this talk Yom Kippur at the water cooler. Okay, thank you so much.